0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: We tried. We did some things. Uh, I felt like it was a play, a post that I should have had. You know, I feel like their defense came out. They played well, but I feel like as receivers, you know, we got open. Um, we have to get on the same page. We have to. Uh, move the ball more efficient so that we don't get to a point where we just just throwing the ball and they can just sit back and not do anything. I don't think there's a DB in the league that can just sit there and follow every play and completely shut down without any help. I don't, I don't like that, Brent. You don't like DJ Chart?
2: Passive-aggressive jabs not buying into the culture? I would trade him right now for a fourth-round pick to Baltimore. <laughs> no questions asked. You're not going to buy into what we got going on? Get out. you going to speak out on your own free will?
1: Mm-mm. Nope. It's, it's interesting. Uh, DJ Chark, uh, uh, terrific young guy and, and talented, very soft-spoken guy, too. it sure. uh, Doesn't say much. Keelan Cole, uh, kind of similar in that sense. I mean, not really this boisterous guy. I mean, these are fun-loving guys, but... You know, we we know these guys over the last couple of years. There's some guys on this team we don't know very well, but we know those guys uh, pretty well, as as well as you can, I guess. Um, and two weeks in a row now, Keelan Cole speaking obviously about- was you frustrated, know, frustrated yeah. in Houston, and then they, you know, they they hugged it out, if you will, on the sideline just moments after it, it never escalated, which is good. And then I don't really think uh, I think. Every receiver says we're open, right? But coming off that game, coming off another disappointing performance for Gardner Minshew, when you start piling the Keelan Cole stuff up to this to now the analysts and what it looks like and there are guys open or the ball's going late or what's going on with the QB situation, it brings you to Minshew and his relationship with his receivers right now. Mm -hmm. And it has a little bit of a feel of, of Bortles because the lack of trust and is that trust breaking apart? I mean, these guys were all in on Minshew. I remember saying it in August, man, this is the first time in a decade we've had a locker room all in on a quarterback. It's the first time in a decade. I feel like that's splintering a little bit. I feel like that's going away. I don't think the play is good enough. I'm not sure if Minshew's earning the trust of his receivers or the confidence of his teammates and coaches at this moment. And I think this is, this kind of talk bubbles up. Uh, it's not one, but it's start. It, people talk, right? Yeah. And you are trying to figure it out. And the quarterback is often the reason in the game of football, especially in the NFL, he's not playing well enough right now.
2: Yeah. Listen, you've scored 16 points against the Detroit Lions, who's defense's average as a day is long. You scored 14 points against the Texans, who, once again, their defense below average, if anything, um, there's going to be something wrong. There's going to be frustration, all right? And I think right now we're getting to the point where receivers are getting frustrated. I know defensive guys are getting frustrated. And this frustration could only, I think, carry on for so long with these performances before it's going to explode and it's going to combust. So I don't know, like, so from Mitch's perspective, yeah. I mean, I think this is a guy who's kind of regressed the past two games as well, Brent. And listen, I think we both agree that expectations for this team, it was not high. And we've talked about this every single week. This season right here is put in place to see if Minshew can take the reins, take the car keys, and lead this team for the next five, six years. And unfortunately, the performance that I saw yesterday, it just goes to show you that, you know what? At least, and once again, I don't, I don't call it after one-week performance, but let's be honest, it's starting to string together now a little bit, right? It's starting to become um, who
1: you are, if you will. And it's not good. No, nah, it really hasn't been good. And listen, uh, you know, I always preface it with this. I've been a believer. I, I backed Minshew, I think, uh, he, he has some tools there. You know, I think he's, he's a starter in the NFL and can be the last couple of weeks. It just hasn't looked right to me. And yesterday it was like, wait a minute, Brent, maybe you shouldn't even be saying he's a starter in the NFL. Like it, it didn't look the part. I mean, mm-hmm. his, his accuracy is something you point out. He's throwing it a yard behind receivers like on a couple of plays, man. I mean, there was a play in the second half, I think it was the fourth quarter, maybe the third-to-last drive on first down. They're at, like, their own 12-yard line. They try a little bubble screen. His footwork, at least in my eyes, I think it was the foot, footwork that got him, got it thro- thrown so poorly, mm-hmm. but he throws it almost in the dirt. LaVisca Chenault can't pick it out of the dirt. I mean, that is such an elementary play. I mean, all you're doing is, boom, pushing it out there. He's, like, gun-shy a little bit. He's got a little Altuve in him in, in that sense, you know? Uh I think people are making too much of the fluttering interception. I feel like that's a ball that just got off his hand wrong. I don't, I mean, that didn't, that, that does not say arm strength to me. That was more of a ball that got off his hand, you know? So people want to flip that and be like, well, he's got no arm strength and he's, and that's a big deficiency of his. Well, it might be, you might be right, but in that instance, I think that was a ball that just got away from him. And I watched about five other throws from big time quarterbacks in the NFL yesterday of balls that get away from him from time to time. It's kind of what's happening, right? Yeah. It's just when, when a ball gets away from one guy, it might go out of bounds and sail or into the dirt. When it gets away from Gardner Minshew, it's a pick and looks like a punt. Mm-hmm. So he's got some issues right now. He's not playing with a lot of confidence. This is really surprising me about Gardner, okay, because I feel like Gardner is, and this is what we love about him, he's like, he takes like this stuff that we're saying right now, That other people say. And he's like that double bird guy, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like, screw you guys. Watch this. Yeah. And he's not right now. He's got a little bit. Listen, we covered Bortles around here for a long time. You know what the big problem with Bortles was? When he got in the tank, man, it was hard to get him out. It was hard to rescue him from there. Mm -hmm. And sports can be like that in a lot of different sports. But you got to bounce back. And I feel like in the short time we've known Mitchu, he's had this great ability to bounce back. It's, hey, make a bad play, so what? Let's move on. I'm going to go get the next one. We're going to shove it down your throat and we're going to go score. I haven't seen that the last few weeks. I feel like he's in the tank. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like he can't get out of it. And and that's what I see. The numbers, the whatever, you can have those. What I see with my eyes the last few weeks is a guy that doesn't look as confident a guy that's lost a little bit of his swagger, a guy that's not willing to double bird us right now and saying, Watch this, mm-hmm. and a guy that is losing a little bit and maybe more than a little bit of the confidence in his receivers and even the coaches. And I almost wonder where we put the blame on Jay Gruden a lot because he's the offensive coordinator and offensive coordinators always get blamed. I wonder if. Gruden's even having a hard time trusting in his QB right now to do some things, and therefore it's making it more difficult for him to even call games. Although throwing it forty-four times week after week is probably not the recipe. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm starting to really, I'm. I'm I'm concerned about the mental part of Minshew's game, where I didn't really think I would be, and I don't know if that's an accurate read. I'm just telling you what I see right now and what I feel about the Minshew situation.
2: And, and you know what? And and the biggest caveat that I had of this season was my fear that we wouldn't get a proper evaluation of Minshew. Like, right, that, that was my biggest fear going into the season, right? Because you got I mean new offense coming in, COVID nineteen practices, like there was a lot going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Well, let's be honest here. Your offensive line, for lack of a better word, is better than last year. Mm-hmm. Your running game wasn't be- yesterday, but it is. Yeah, your running game is better than last year. Your wide receivers huh, are better than last year. Okay. So at the end of the day, you have pieces around you that were better than last year. And last year we praised Minshew for the you know the the ball that he played. We we're saying, all right, he could be the future going forward. We we're saying rookie of the year, rookie of the year. And now we're sitting here saying, well, you got all these things at your disposal. Yes, your defense is letting you down, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, and it's like you said. Take the stats away. Take away the completion percentage, even the touchdowns. What are your eyes telling you right now? And I think our eyes are telling us the same thing. You have a quarterback right now who's pressing, and you have a quarterback right now that's lost a little confidence in that pocket.
1: Yeah, I think he's... He lost confidence uh, in the pocket. I think he's lost a little confidence in himself, quite frankly. I think other people are losing confidence in him as well. And right now, we're watching a guy with this golden opportunity, this golden ticket. And I know there's got to be pressure involved in that, right? Uh, That that's just part of it. But that's why when we said they asked him to do too much, we said no. Put it on him. You've got to find out. And right now, I didn't think this would be the part would go wrong for Minshew. In the last few weeks, I really feel like it's. It's it's become almost like a confident swagger type thing. I've been telling you, I mean, you look at some of the news conferences as well, the snippiness mm-hmm. a little bit. That's yeah, that's a little character of Gardner as well. That's that's where the double bird kind of stuff comes in. But I also sense frustration that's carrying over to midweek stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And uh I I still think he makes it's it's funny with Gardner, he makes some of the best throws we've seen around here in a while. You know, the, speaking of DJ Chark, Chark's going to make the play down the middle of the field. It was a gorgeous throw. Yep. Now, it was probably too late. I'm not telling you that changes the game. That's the disgusting part of today. We can't even tell you that a play changed the game. Like, that's what sucks about this right now, is that we're talking all these big picture things on a Monday when we should be breaking down a game and said, ah, they should have won right there. If they didn't turn it over here, if they responded right here, you can't even do that with this team right now. It's worthless. Like, th- it wasn't a play in the game that changed the game. Mm-hmm. It was not. Uh, the whole game stunk mm-hmm. by the Jaguars. But I'm trying to pick out a play or two, and, like the one Nicole where he's under pressure. And he somehow finds Cole yeah. on that little crosser. I mean, it was a brilliant play. I mean, that's why we love the guy, right? That's yeah. what we fell in love with, off-schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't rely on it, but that was like, man, that was a good play. Obviously
2: when he ran for the touchdown, you know, I didn't yeah, see that he liked he, he took it upon himself, kinda did gave a little ju- juke move,
1: had some energy in the end zone, liked you, it. you know why I like that? Here's the here's the thing. This will it, and and maybe everybody listening here and watching the show and, and we appreciate you doing that. Maybe you didn't feel the same way I did, but when I saw him score there, mm-hmm. okay, it was twenty four to three at the time. Yeah. Okay, so it's twenty four ten, but like um I want to say that it was early in the fourth, like early like a minute in or something, real early. Might have been late third, actually, toward toward the end of the third quarter. But either way, uh in fact I think it was end of the third quarter, still a couple minutes ago. So twenty four to ten. But when that's where I saw that double bird mentality of sure. of, of because not only does he make the play, but he fires that ball at the at the wall, Absolutely. right? He's like, "Don't come over here and celebrate. We ain't celebrating. I'm going back to the bench. Yeah. I'm pissed off." Yeah. Right? That's what I like about Minshew. But what happened right after that? They get a little sense of okay, maybe they're coming out of it. Maybe a little momentum against a team that's blown leads left and right this year and the Detroit Lions. Yeah. That freaking defense, who stops them after they turn the ball over a couple times, can't stop a thing, 75 yards, nine-play drive, touchdown, game over. Mm -hmm. That's the Jags. Like, why does that happen? Like, how can you step up your play and feel a sense of momentum and do something? And instead, it's like, there we go again, 31-10, game over. uh, Listen,
2: and I don't know if that's come across the wrong way. But I've been on that field, and energy and enthusiasm, it is an important part of the game. Energy, um, it can make or break wins and losses sometimes. But at the end of the day, with this defense right now, that energy, that enthusiasm, it's all a facade, It's man. not
1: enough, yeah.
2: Because at the end of the day, you, yeah. you are who you are. Yeah. And you know what? Right now, this Jaguars defense, it's not good. Simple as that.
1: Um, Minchu, so plays I mean, I just really thought he played poorly uh, in the game, and it, it's... It's adding up. I mean, listen, that position you feed so much off that position. You you are. I've been just hoping and hoping that this identity of the football team would come through with Minshew in the offense, and we're six weeks in, it just hasn't transpired. Um, you know that you can't build confidence, momentum, swagger, identity—all those different things mm. come from that quarterback in that offense. And right now, the guy that is such a personality and became a phenomenon. And I think people want to put their arms around around here. Doesn't have any of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like he's lost his own identity uh, here in in six weeks into the season. Uh, I do think there's I don't know how this happens. Right. Uh, But like the Jags to me are like a a bad golf swing. They're like an over 20 slump in baseball. Mm. I've been in those things. Like you might say. Not you, but somebody might say like a bad marriage, right? Once you once it goes I'll bad. I've never
2: said that, Brent. Come on. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Know, I'm, kidding, kidding. Kidding, I know, I'm but, kidding.
1: But I'm sure plenty of people have. Had sure, sure. It. And so they're like, wait. Who's in five years? Oh, whoa. I'm kidding, dude. I'm uh, kidding. Still time to avoid that. Once, <laughs> once it goes, you know, once it starts going in the tank, it's like, how do you get out of this thing? Yeah. Right. Yep. And I, I think you try all these different things. And really, at the end of the day, you almost just got to like. Can't, it's so easier said than done. I get it. Just just start over. Mm-hmm. It's like they have to start over down there. Mm-hmm. They have to say, you know what, we're zero and zero. We just got to go let it fly. It can't get worse than this. Like I know that's a bad attitude to have in sports. Like I get it. You yeah. got to be attention to detail. You can't just let it all hang out. You no, can't go for it on for Brent, every fourth down. It seriously can't get this much but worse. But it really it can't. can't. And they've got a young football team that if you think, 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 you play bad. Mm-hmm. And so, man. Gardner, Minshew, let it fly. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Just let it fly. Mm-hmm. If you get picked three times, well, you know what? You're not going to look worse than you did yesterday. Sure. Defensive player, go make a play, man, right? Just yeah. go play the game. It's so, I get it. It's easier said than done. But I, I thought they might do that a little bit yesterday. I thought that's what they might have coached into them and kind of preached all week. It's like, guys, just go play loose and have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? I mean, you got to do that eventually. And there was they looked tight. Yeah, <laughs> They look like they're having no fun, and they're not making any plays to create any fun. So it's uh, just a mess in Jacksonville uh, listen, once again.
2: Listen, and at the end of the day, yes, you, you probably got out-coached, you got out-schemed, you got out-played, all this stuff. But once again, I'm going to re- reiterate this point. The Lions came out, and they had energy. Like, they were ready to go, and it's, guess what? And I understand right now it's different in the landscape of the NFL, right? The crowd's not there and everything, but that's still your house. Right. Like you let somebody come in and kind of have your way with your house like that. That means at least when I played, it means something. Yeah. Right. Like you got to say you had to defend your house and everything. Well, the line and you saw it like play number three on defense of the Lions where it was a hard hit. I can't remember if it's a penalty or not, but they didn't even care, man. I was like, you know, what? we're going to celebrate. We're going to scream. We're going to holler because this is what we're going to do the whole game. Right. And you got the sense that, man. These guys came ready to play. They did. And I just didn't really see a lot of that from the get-go from the Jaguars. And once again, I can't reiterate enough. That's your home. Like, I get it. Right now, home field advantage, it's not that much. Okay, so be it. But at the end of the
1: day, you have to have some pride when you're playing at home. That should still mean something. But they told us that they were kind of this lunch pail, resilient bunch, and they haven't shown it. Mm -hmm. That's what's bothering me. It's like, again, tell me what you think you are. All right, you're not great. We get it. But you're this, 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 and this. They're not showing it. Stop mm-hmm. the run. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, resilient. No. Uh, good offensive line. Not yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're not what they said they are. They, they're worse at those things than they were the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. It's um, that to me is the most disappointing thing. I was a, <laughs> we had them for six wins, man. We didn't think this was a playoff team. Um, they were surprised this the first couple of weeks, but. We didn't have these grand illusions. But when you think you're this and it turns into that, well, that's when you start looking at the top. Yeah. You know, because. Because you kind of feel lied to, man. You feel lied to. Well, or they're just not good enough to get it done. Yeah. If you're good enough to view your team as this, but you can't make them do it. Well, then you're not good enough. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the story. Uh, I don't know if that even if you were good at that stuff, you'd win a bunch of games. Mm -hmm. But when you're losing games and not good at the stuff you said you were going to be good at or thought you'd be good at, that's a major problem in my my book, you know, Um, and that is an issue right now. And and let's keep in
2: mind one thing, too. The reason Mike Mularkey, well, one of the reasons why Mike Mularkey got fired, who I had no problem with whatsoever, was the fact that they tried to perceive the fact that, you know, they were better off than what they were. Whether it was the roster, whether it was where we're at as a team. We can make a run. Exactly. And obviously, Shad Khan said, well, no, you can't because you guys won, what, two games this season? So Shad Khan wasn't having that. I'm not sure what was told to Shad Khan and what, you know, how these coaches felt about these players or whatever like that. But let's be honest. I mean, was Shad Khan lied to this season as well?
1: I have no idea, but it looks like it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I think, yeah, somewhere along the way, <laughs> what they sold them something, and it's not, they're not delivering. Yeah. So I think that's uh, a it's a great reference. I was thinking of that, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of okay, when are they going to make a change? Will they make a change? Could it even come at the bye week? And I think that stuff does bother Shot. You know, I think when you put a plan together and you say we can do this, I think Malarkey found that out. I think. There were more signs of the plan coming together but taking too long in the Gus Bradley era. I think that's why he hung on for another year with Gus and then ended up hanging on with Caldwell. Well, then Tom Coughlin comes in, gives them a plan. They deliver on the plan, right? Yeah. That buys them time. That buys them belief. That buys them equity. And then all the other problems go wrong you know, mm-hmm. in inside the building and in, with players, and then the end of Coughlin comes soon enough. What exactly did Morone and Caldwell sell Shad Khan back in December? And then once they started to the pivot back in the spring, we don't know. And see, I think that's one thing that I, I believe the Jags could be a little more transparent about. I believe Shad Khan, if he wanted to talk, I believe if Dave Caldwell wanted to say, hey, listen, we – you don't have to get up there and say, we know we're not going to be very good. They kind of have already said that. They basically said we're retooling Just this say thing. you're trying to we're compete, man. are young. Say you're but trying this is why. This is why. This is why it makes sense. Because now we have cap space. Yes, you're right. You do. Now we have a lot of draft picks. Yes, you're right. We do. Yeah. We believe in Minshew. We're going to give him this year. you know, And we hope that he gets it done because we believe in him. And then we can go forward. If he doesn't, well, we'll reset the quarterback and reevaluate the quarterback position. I don't understand why you can't tell fans that, why you can't say that in front of a microphone. The Jags have refused to, and instead they've been very coy, and they have people guessing, well, they're just ripping down the roster. They're selling off the roster. They must be tanking. Yeah. Oh, no, wait a minute. They're going to run a 4-3, 3-4, 3-4. No, wait. They're still doing the same old thing they've done for seven years. You yeah. Wait. <laughs> you know, oh, but all these things they say in front of a – those aren't coming to fruition. You know what this reminds me of? And, Kuz, you can attest
2: to this, I'm sure. You've been to college. You know, like, the Jaguars right now are like that bad club promoter where it's like, dude, we're going to be at max capacity tonight. So many women are going to be in the club tonight. You got to come, man. Get early. It's going to sell out. And you get there, and it's you and your five friends and some trolls in the background and in the corner and that's it and that's all it is like you're you're over promising and you're under delivering to the nth degree and that's what's going
1: on right now that is true i mean and that's sports to a degree uh but i just think people here in jacksonville aren't dumb they knew this was kind of a retool rebuild explain it get them to buy into it yeah doesn't need just shod to buy into it get the people who are your customers to buy into it Mm -hmm. and whether that comes from shod sharing it Instead of saying, in January, we're closer to winning with these guys, and then they get this. Or it's drafting Chase on saying, we're going to run to a 3-4, and then we yeah. haven't seen it yet. And the guy's stuck on the end and not doing so well in that spot. With his hand in the dirt, which we we've never love, done before. We love this team and let them play, and, yeah. and you'll see. Uh, we'll see what? Yep. We'll see 1-5 and, and gross. That's well. what we see. So... I just think somebody needs to come out and say something, and I'm not that big. Everybody always, like, I want to hear from the owner. I want to hear from the owner. I do think the customers and the fans and everybody else at least should know what the direction of this thing is. You can enlighten them a little bit. You don't have to give all your secrets away, your big master plan, but enlighten everybody a little bit. What is going on in Jacksonville? We've been trying to figure it out for a while, and there's no easy answer. Let's get Sean online. He's been hanging on Mitchu. I think. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing today, man? So, I, I just quick question. So Minshew, you think Minshew's
0: height? Is and is an actual real problem, and I only ask that because with yesterday's game, you know, you see him, you're seeing him speed up, and him being short, maybe he's speeding up, maybe because he people are seeming closer than what they actually are. And I remember the analyst
1: in the sh- in the game yesterday kept saying that he was throwing with anticipation. He kept throwing with anticipation
0: for guys who weren't actually there, and then he made one good one good anticipation anticipation throw. Uh, I think it was to chart coming out of his, out of, out of, out of, out of doing his cut. Yes. But yep. That was the only one. So I'm thinking maybe he's overcompensating for the fact that he can't see over the line. So that's, I mean, maybe the issue is the fact that he just can't see over it. That's my opinion.
1: Sean, appreciate the call, yeah. man. Thanks for listening. Action Sports action on ESPN 690. The play he's talking about, I know exactly what play it was like Ch- Chark had not even broken uh, yeah. out of his break yet. And, the reason why he threw that so quick, believe it or not, might not have been his own timing. He had somebody coming in his face, and so he had to get rid of the ball. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit timing, but he also was rushed to get rid of the ball, and he delivered a nice play on that one. It was good timing. But I ha- I have to believe the height is a little something. He doesn't see all the lanes, right? I sure. mean, it, it's it's. Gotta be the case.
2: I don't know, bro. I mean, yeah, I hear you. But then, how does Drew Brees make it work at six feet tall? How well, does How does Russell Wilson make it work at five eleven? Mintry has them. Minchie has Russell Wilson by two inches.
1: Yeah, and Russell Wilson's had that problem. Well, e- so I don't know. Either a little more savvy, a little more experience in those guys, and they've learned along the way. Uh, listen, it's not like he doesn't. It's not like he gets every pass batted down. He's been yeah. accurate at pass. It's not like every time he misses. Yeah. But when he's going bad here, it seemed again those crossing routes that he was missing. Yeah. That surprised me as much as anything. He misses the deep ball and he can't get it far enough. Well, or he can't throw that ball at Stafford threw on third and 11. We get that. Yeah. He doesn't have that kind of arm strength. But he's supposed to be accurate. Listen, can, can you be a quarterback and be
2: six feet and six in the NFL? Absolutely. Yes. But if you are, that means that your other intangibles have to
1: make up for that height. And right now, the other intangibles aren't making up for the lack for the lack of height. Uh, the blame game continues here uh, on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690-904-362-9901 if you want to jump in the conversation. We'll also take a look at what's going on in the NFL because there are some teams playing really well and there are other teams that stink just like the Jags. Brent Martineau. I put finished I second, right? I lost in the championship to you. Austin Lane. I, hey,
2: you know what? You didn't win, okay? That's did, all that matters. I didn't win. Don't,
1: don't worry about what you did last year. You no, didn't win. Okay? I didn't win, and yeah. I auto-drafted.
0: <laughs> right. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. I definitely could hear it there's nothing else (laughs) playing in the stadium so I I, I could hear that that was awesome but to to just be out there with my teammates being my first time and getting the support and love from them you know I think I think that was that was super awesome and then you know you have a 16 year vet you know like Fitz who has no animosity towards it as well uh, who's just been supportive the entire time good drive bad drive comes to the sideline and you know just talks through his process with why he did Um, some things. I'm I'm very fortunate to have a a mentor like him.
1: That is Tua. Made his debut yesterday. A little garbage time. Yeah. Miami is playing pretty good football. It depends how you want to gauge it, right? They beat the Jags on a Thursday night. They go out to San Francisco, and that was an impressive game, especially now that San Francisco bounced back and beat the Rams. And... That obviously they win and beat the Jets. The Jets stink, but they took care of business and they've got a good thing going. Like it's Flores is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Their defense is playing really well uh, right now. The numbers are stacking up and which is good for them because they spent a lot of money on that side of the ball, and he's a defensive guy. Yep. Uh Parker's playing really well, it looks like. Fitzpatrick is playing out of his mind the last few weeks. Yeah. And they've got this like, he understands it. Like, did you see him when Tua went in the game? Like, he was getting the crowd pumped up. Oh, no, Fitz for sure. Was. So that, well,
2: that was kind of cool. Well, it was cool, too, because, like, you know, the the storyline probably through, like, the third quarter was, are they going to put Tua in because the game was a blow? And keep in mind, I watched every minute of this game because in the most important fantasy football league that I have, I had two New York Jets going yesterday. Yeah, fantasy football's that bad. Jameson Crowder, Frank Gore. Ugh, wow. Not that, not that good yesterday for me. But, uh, so I, was, I watched a lot of that game and, it was cool seeing, like, even on the sidelines, like, listen, the writing's on the wall for Fitzpatrick. He understands what's going on, right? Eventually, your time is going to be gone, and Tua's going to come in. Like, that's why they drafted Tua, right? And so you can't be naive to that. Hey, man, you went to Harvard. So you see what, you see. the writing on the wall. You can gauge it. But I think it's really cool how it seems like, you know, he's taken Tua underneath his wing. Like, it's one thing for Tua to come out and kind of, hey, can you ask me a question about this or this? But, like, I think Fitzpatrick's going out of his way to ensure that Tua's in a good spot. And you saw that on the sidelines. And, obviously, when Tua went in the game, Fitzpatrick, Is get everybody fired up and everything. It was really cool to see. Did you see
1: after the game as well what happened with Tua? I did. I saw it. I retweeted in the middle that. Of the field. Very yeah, cool. that was really cool. I think that's what's – I like that about sports, and I like that about certain players. That, that's a real moment, you know? I mean, you Generally. would hope if you made it to that stage not only even given sure the hip and all that other stuff where it could have been a career engine type of injury um even whether everything was smooth you enjoy the ride right yeah. and that's what i've always said about Mitchu, actually i really appreciate that about Mitchu is that when he got in the spotlight and people asked him to do the bud light stuff or whatever else he did it yeah and it's like a lot of people like no 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 not do it man enjoy that stuff have fun with it because It might not last very long. Like we might be witnessing not last very long. Like I, I, I think it's really cool when athletes in real time can kind of soak it in. Sure. It's a hard and, thing to do. Cause you always think it's going to be there.
2: And for those out there that are wondering what we're talking about right now Tua, um, after the game walked back on the field with his pads and everything. And people in the press box got videos and, and, uh, and pictures of it. But Tua basically just came, came to the field after the game and just sat in an empty stadium by himself. And obviously it looked like he was just kind of taking that moment all in, you know what I mean? He, he got his first playing time in the NFL at the quarterback position. And now he's just kind of memorizing it and, and absorbing it. And they, and we listen, we've had Ryan Davis on before. Um, We've had Cecil Shorts on before, uh, Russell Allen. And I always ask him the same thing like, what's the biggest thing you guys regret? they all the other things same thing to say like we didn't enjoy it at the time yeah. right like because you're always on to the next play on to the next place so it was refreshing to see Tua go on the field after getting some playing time and taking it all in I wish I could have done that after my you know my first playing time against Tennessee Monday night football my rookie year but unfortunately Chris Johnson gashed me for like 50 yards because I went inside on a pirate technique I wasn't supposed to go inside and I got embarrassed and I broke my ankles and yeah so like that was my first experience wasn't gonna go try to cultivate that moment or celebrate <laughs> that moment I I was going go to go the locker room and get chewed up by Joe Collins. So. It was Monday night. Monday night, too, yeah, man. So you, they want to turn the lights
1: off on you anyway, probably. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Monday uh, night, primetime, fourth quarter, eight minutes to go in the game. Uh, Miami, though, is one of those teams. As we talk a little bit about some of these teams in the NFL, it's interesting to watch. our right head ahead of the Patriots in the AFC East. I don't yeah. know if they're much of a threat or not, but I'm just saying, if you're looking – we're going to do this. I, I'm, I'm putting some thought into it. I don't know when it's going to take place, but if you're looking at what how do you get it turned around, right? We're all asking that question in Jacksonville. We've been asked for a long, long time mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of one year. How do you get it going? And we're seeing teams getting it going. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the Dolphins now take this little bit of a turn. Uh, we've seen the Titans take the turn in a big-time way. Are the Raiders doing it? We don't know. Maybe. Are the Rams doing it? Well, they did it a little bit under McVay. They mm-hmm. back, went back, and now are they coming back up? We'll see. The Bills, maybe we get another glimpse of it. Tonight, 5 o'clock, Bills and Chiefs. Yep. That game on Fox 30, by the way. We might see it again. Uh, if they can get – well, we might see it anyway this year. I don't know if they, if they don't beat the Chiefs. It doesn't mean they're not turning the corner. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they've turned the corner. So what makes that happen and uh Miami is one of the illustrations you could use right now. I think soft schedules are sometimes uh little bit of smoke and mirrors, you know. The Rams they beat Washington and they beat the Giants, I think. Yeah, so how good are they? They've got mm-hmm. two gimme games and they've got they're like two and two outside of that. The Dolphins, listen, the Jags are now a gimme game on everybody's schedule. They beat them and they beat the Jets. I mean those are two okay, you better win those games. But they also were very impressive in those games, right? They won big. And then, like I said, the San Francisco win's a nice win for them to go out to the West Coast. So I think there's a little bit of that going on in the NFL. How good are some of these teams? Is it really turning? See, to me, and for instance, the Dolphins, are they good?
2: Are they just beating mediocre teams? Well, at the end of the day, I always feel like, you find out what kind of team you have if you play down to the the level of the competition that you're good supposed point. to be, right? And the the Dolphins, when they came to Jacksonville Thursday night in Jacksonville, mind you, you know, curb stomped the Jaguars and obviously curb stomped the Jets. So in my opinion, I think yeah, they are pro- they are progressing. They are a pretty dang good team because they win the games that they're supposed to win.
1: Yeah, like I, I would say there were some good teams. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they are playing unbelievable. I thought that
2: the, I thought that Browns game for that the Brown Steelers. I thought that was right for the picking for the Browns. Me too. So like, right, they're firing all cylinders now. Baker's got confidence. Oh yeah, that's right. Still, curtain defense is still pretty good in Pittsburgh, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. they obviously know how to win. They're playing, doing enough on offense. I think I saw a stat today. They're playing from ahead, like seventy two percent of the time on their yeah. snaps. Hey, Claypool, calm down. By the way. Where, where did you come from? All of a sudden, Judas Schuster is an afterthought in that team. Isn't by the way, crazy. By the way, Jags. The, we're we're going to start. We'll talk a little bit about Sweet goes on, but yeah. you start adding up what they could have done, should have done, maybe didn't do, mm-hmm. and you're seeing Chase on instead of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh You're seeing um, a guy like Chenault, who I actually really like, so I'm not going to put that aside. I like him too. But you do have Justin Jefferson. You could have taken. You also have. A guy like Claypool, mm-hmm. who I think you could have taken. I mean, he came late in the second round behind the Jags, I believe. And now look at what he's doing. I mean, yeah. why are these guys ready to go? Is it because they fit better? There's a good situation? Maybe. Uh, maybe. They're not asked to do as much, and therefore they shine, and then it looks like they're doing a lot. Sure. I think that's plausible. But Pittsburgh uh, playing really well. And then, man, I tell you what, you know me, I hate them. The Titans have been just unstoppable. What, what's the Titans' identity? Just good? I mean, how, who's Ray, he, I just Ray asked this Tanny question: Hill. Who's the MVP? Tanny Hill or Derrick Henry? I See, don't know. because people are in love with. Der- Listen, I love Derrick, but people As are in love with Derrick right now because he's stiff-armed on Monday, For Tuesday Sir, night. Sir Josh Norman? But he he hadn't really. But this is the game he kind of came out with. Like, yeah. So he followed a stiff arm, and then he went for two twelve. Yeah, and he had another ninety four yard run. So the highlights are like, man, Derek, Derek, Derek. Yeah. But isn't it really Tannehill that's playing just unconscious? It seems like mean, for the last year, it's it, it's everybody, Brent. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. With that. I think Tannehill
2: right now. Like, listen, because I think expectations for Derek Henry, they're always going to be high, right? Like, I think he was a rushing leader last year. Well, guess what, Derek Henry, you got to do it again now. Like, you, you're, you're you're the man. Uh, you know, bar set from an injury, you got to be the guy. I didn't see Ryan Tannehill do what Ryan Tannehill's doing. You didn't see it. think I Titans fans no. saw it. Remember what we're saying here? $100 million for Ryan Tannehill? Nah, I was critical of it. No Worth doubt. every penny right now.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. mean, he's in the MVP race. I mean, he has to be. He should be. And so is Derrick Henry, maybe. What world we live in. And you see, too, I just got announced that the Titans didn't violate any kind of protocols yeah. or anything like that. So They kind of bypass that. Hey, Arthur Smith. <laughs> yeah. Arthur Smith is the offensive coordinator there. Yeah you know, maybe he should be getting some looks and some love because what he's done with those guys in that sure. offense, which, again, I don't know if you lined up everybody's offense where the Tennessee Titans would fit on what you would take. I really don't. Yeah. Like, if you if you had Sean McVay say, I'll take that offense, that offense, like, Tennessee might be in the middle somewhere, and they're second in the league in scoring and yards. Arthur Smith should be getting a ton of love. Yeah. I mean, listen,
2: aside from Derrick Henry... That entire offense, and maybe some offensive linemen, but keep them on until the one's out now. Yeah. Would you take anybody, like if you had, like, say it's like a fantasy team, you could build a team, would you take anybody in the top five? No, like,
1: I, I mean, like, I get it, like, Brown's good, but yeah, top five in the league? No, and by no. the way, you wouldn't take Henry or Tannehill either. You Hot. wouldn't? At the running back position? No, I don't think you would. You'd take Kamara, you'd take Ezekiel, yeah, you'd take Barkley, you take Ezekiel, you take Saquon Barkley, you take Christian me. McCaffrey. you take, uh, who am I missing? Maybe, maybe, F- Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Maybe you Aaron were Jones him. maybe But, but Henry's I, I, It's crazy man. I mean Arthur Smith deserves a lot of credit Mike Vrabel They know how to win Four Brable. games now By t- combined 12 points It's the Vrabel effect man Identity Brent Identity Just for the record They didn't know how to win by They the way, were a bad organization So are you buying in the Titans now? Are you completely bought in? Oh, I, I, my favorite team 100% percent we are back man. on ESPN 690 You don't have to get that
2: drastic with it
1: yeah, no, we're frustrated, man.
2: There's not a guy on this team that likes losing or even wants to tolerate losing, you know. But we're definitely frustrated. You know, we keep, you know, this kind of feels like the same story each week. We're trying to, you know, all right, what's our solution? What's our solution? You know, we we gotta we gotta start finding it. Uh, and I think the urgency right
0: now should be at an all-time high, uh, you know. But uh, that being said, I believe that we have the guys in our in our building to do it. So we're just gonna have to come back together. Maybe I was sugar hearing it, but come back together, have a good week of practice, and just get ready to win one game at a time.
1: That's a good mentality for Gardner Minshew to have, but listen, it's pretty apparent they don't have the guys in the building, and not enough of them. I mean, they may have some of them, but they don't have enough. Uh, and uh, maybe they can find a way to, to get it looking like it was the first two weeks of the season. If they do that, they'll be much more competitive and probably win some games, um, quite frankly. But they have to play so much better, and there's no trend in that direction for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I've been miserable in fantasy football this year. One in four start. Sorry to see that. And so I'm playing uh, Rich Jones, who just bi-week. signs up for the league and then is an extra bye week. Because he doesn't. Bye week Rich, we took call yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, oh, I have. He, don't, don't, don't tell me he's beating you. No, no, okay. no. Okay. Like, no, I was
2: going to fool Brent's doing exactly what I did against Rich.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm putting up record numbers. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So let's, like, let's see your score. 65. You could triple your score and I would beat you. Yeah. Essentially,
2: isn't this crazy? Like, when Brent's winning, we, we talk about fantasy football, which is like once every six weeks. But when he's crap, losing, we, we, don't, we don't even about talk it about it. I'm one and four. All right, all right. But yeah, let's go in depth
1: in it though. Let's go. By the way, you uh, you're gonna lose this week. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna lose. I'm not. What's up with your team? Your team doesn't look that good. What's up with Ty Hilton? So T- answer me that one. Is yeah. Ty Hilton okay? Yeah, I don't play it. They don't even use him, right? Hey, old man Rivers.
2: I understand that the arm is not what it used to be. But throw some balls at my boy T.Y. Because you can't run the ball with Jonathan Taylor for whatever reason. So spread it out a little more. Okay.
1: I mean, Maybe I should construct the Jags after I constructed this team this I mean, week.
2: Look, Lamar I mean,
1: Jackson. Ronald Jones was excellent. Robinson even got in the end zone, even though he wasn't very good the other day. Yeah. Julio Jones, welcome back to my team. Darius Slayton. Justin yeah. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I drafted him. <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson. Touchdown here in Jacksonville. Yeah, I told you get that Cooper. one. Cooper. Yeah, you're welcome. Blankenship in San Francisco's defense, which I really should have changed out and just haven't. I forgot. Yeah. But uh, anyway, well, pretty good. As I'm looking over my
2: roster here, and I have the Chenault on the, on the bench, only three catches, 10 yards. You want to see him use more? You see it, what, what San Fran did last night with Debo Samuel? Guy's been out with, what, three weeks with a, with a knee injury? Oh, are we going to ease him back in? No, nah, man, you're the jack of all trades. You do everything. Get out there and run some jet sweeps. Get out there and catch some touchdown passes. Well, we have said
1: this. We have said that he should be used like Debo Samuel, right? Yes. Uh, You said that, I think, in the offseason after you get drafted. And we've, been, and we've seen glimpses of it. But, again, I don't know. There's a couple of things, man. They get out of the run, and yeah. they get out of the use of him. Yeah. Right, so using thirty, which is James Robinson, and number ten, Lavisca Chenault, it feels like the flow. If they're not in a good flow of their offense, yeah. then they don't use them. Like I don't know if you can force feed that stuff or not, but now if you start looking and listen, I've been one of those guys that have cheerleaded Chenault. I lo- I really like him. Mm-hmm. I like the use of. I think he's so unique in and around here, and I don't think like we've had a guy like this. But if you're not using them, then it's did kind you, of a waste.
2: Did you hear who the announcers compared him to yesterday during the game? No. Nah. I, I Wasn't your dude calling the game again? No. Okay, Different. different team or whatever. They <laughs> said, you know, I see Sonal. You know who it reminds me of, like, oh, here we go, Debo Samuel. Like, I've called it since day one. Cordell Patterson <laughs> because of his speed and the way, like, you know, he's not your traditional receiver. Like, if you get the ball in space, he does special things. Yeah, kind of, but, like, Cornell Patterson's a speed – like, you know, he's all speed.
1: Yeah, he's all speed. Well, I mean, they did, did s- do some different stuff with him, like, not only on kick returns, I'm yeah, saying, but they yeah. did put him in the backfield at times. No, they have. But, but I – th- that's, 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 not not, no, that's not his style. Like, no. he do not want to run by over everybody. No, he he wants, wants to run I mean, you sorry, over. sorry, he wants to run by people. Yeah. Patterson does. Yes. And Chenault wants to run through you. Run you over, yeah. Uh, but – you know, if you as you look at this a little bit, he was a second round guy, Jag's take take, and I liked it early on, and I, I still like the pick. I do. I'm I'm this is six games in. I, I think he's gonna be very successful. I'm still so intrigued. Hey. I'm but, still playing Bingo, Brent. But, but if you look around and you see Justin Jefferson, what he's doing on a one in five team, if you see Aok for San Francisco getting the end zone again. Claypool. Uh, if you see Claypool, if you see some of these guys... By the way, CeeDee Lamb's been very good. He'll him. play tonight. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you see some of that stuff... Ruggs the are doing good, too. The Jags could have had these guys at 9 or 20. Or in the second round, even, for Claypool. Yeah. And so, what you start to wonder is, did they make the right decision good I think he's a good player but if you start looking up these kind of numbers the other guys are throwing up you're like okay he's a good player but that's like saying Fournette ended up being pretty good he was but there were like five other guys you could have drafted before yeah so it's just nothing's working in Jacksonville again it's just like everything is it's just not adding up you know you pick Chase on it now Chenault's falling off a little bit. The mid train is slowed in a big-time way. Keelan Cole's looking all right. Keelan Cole's looking fine, but... Hey, I just want to help you out, I man. I'm, I'm g- with you. I'm going to talk with you, you, you can't right even now. You James Robinson. I mean, where are the other ro- rookies? Like, what are they even doing? Like, I don't know. I, don't I know. Say that man, he, could we get, like, endorsed by Zoloft or something? Like, hey, we're going through a Jaguar season. Zoloft. Hey, FSU, won a big game. We'll get to that, plus more NFL Talk right after this on ESPN 6. Now.